Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to the Batter's Box on WNSP Now. I'm Joey Warner, and me and Ricky Patterson are broadcasting from WNSP 105.5 Studio in Mobile, Alabama. Our producer is Nick Wiggins. He's behind the glass. Tonight, we got a really good show. We've got Bernie Carbo coming on the phone with us here in a little bit. We'll have to talk to Tom Kaz also. He has a dedication with one of our former baseball players, Jimmy Francia, who passed away nearly three years ago on June 2nd. And Ricky, we had Pete Rose Jr. about to get on the show with us tonight, and we had to take him out of the lineup, Ricky. Tell the, tell the people what happened. Well, I talked to Pete this, uh, this morning, and he had told me that he wouldn't be able to make it tonight because of uh, his dad just came into town and they were going to have dinner with the kids. And I told him that would be all right. He said, I'll, you know, I'll definitely do it next week, Skip. You know, he said, I just – my dad come into town, so uh, I, I needed to go eat dinner. I said, there's no doubt. You know, you got to spend time with your dad. That's the most important thing. You know, don't worry about us. We'll still be here. We'll get back with you. Hey, i tell you what, uh, spending a day with Dad on the day after Mother's Day is the thing to do, and especially when it's Pete Rose. And I was, I've been excited all week since you, since, you, since you set that up. Ricky used to coach Pete Rose Jr. at Sarasota back in 1991 in the Florida State League yep. when Ricky was with the Chicago White Sox the same year that Bo Jackson was on his rehab after his hip injury. And we talked about Bo on our live show the other night. And, and we're going to touch more on that because that was a big thing with the White Sox back then, Ricky. And Pete Rose Jr., I, I've got – I've looked at some stuff about him and, and his daddy's one of my favorite players of all time, probably the best player of all time, which I'm a Willie Stargell fan first because I was a Pirates guy coming up in the 70s. But if Pete Rose – is not your your favorite player, um, you know, that's your prerogative. But I'm a Pete Rose fan, and I'll go to bat with anybody in the batter's box on that. So you Pete Rose haters, you know, tune in somewhere else because we're going we're gonna to promote Pete Rose. And I'm not trying to run off listeners. And, and at, since I'm talking to listeners, I want to thank you listeners for tuning in to the batter's box on WNSP now and keep looking on the computer on – Spotify and all our shows are on here. We've got about 11 or 12 hours of, of talk and, and go to Mo- mobile baseball connection on Facebook and, and check out all the stuff that we're putting out there. But Ricky and having Bernie Carbo on our, a little, little bit later is going to be a cool thing. You and Bernie go back a whole long way with hitting instruction and being able to talk him to him will be great. Yeah, that'd be good. It'd, It'd be good be. to have Bernie and let him give some of the stories. I'm more, one of the things I'm going to ask him is about Peter Gammons. Yeah, I don't know if you're ready for this, but I'm going to ask him see if you elaborate on it. That's a good thing. So I love to have you on the show, Ricky. I'm telling you, man. Uh, look, I, I'm going to say this, Ricky. I'm going to go out on 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 the base with this. I'm going to play off the base a little bit. All these other sports shows in town. Uh, I'm not slinging mud or anything, but this is the best one. We're 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 coming around. We're just a podcast, but we need your help. We need your help. We need to listen. Get you people to listen and, and help us out here because with Ricky Patterson by my side, uh, it's like we're, we're going back in time. You're the manager, and uh, we're, we're dealing with it. We want to talk, talk about subjects that people want to hear. And if, if y'all have any ideas, you know, message me on my Facebook page or, or call me or, or message me on my telephone. 
uh, 251-604-7387 if you want a specific topic for us to talk about because we're a mobile baseball connection on the batter's box. So when you step in, you may end up in the corner, in the catcher's corner with Joey Warner, but you're going to also get stuff from Ricky Patterson as well. And, and Ricky, that's a great idea. To, to uh, Peter Gammons, you've told me a little bit about that, and Carbo's got a lot of stuff out oh, there. Oh, yeah, he does. You know, and, and he was a great player. You realize that in 1965, the first draft ever, he was the 16th player chosen and uh, just as a third baseman in his rookie season at 310. And, and then, you know, he, he still uh, hung around in the major leagues for 12 years and six different teams. And we'll talk about that 75 World Series in a little while. Well, that's, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, Bernie, he kept, he kept me up late every night because I stayed up. And you know what? I really think that's what made my wife a baseball fan is that she didn't miss one second of that. And because all the games, you know, they were late at night and because they were extra innings and then Bernie would come up and hit a home run. I mean, what an unbelievable series that was. No doubt, 1975, the big red machine and the Red Sox. But anyway, before we get to that, we're going to talk some high school baseball. Uh, We've got two teams still in on the 4A level, UMS Wright Bulldogs. They beat Bayside Academy last week, two out of three. They had trouble in the first game. They lost nine to nothing to a player that I keep talking about, a pitcher I keep talking about. And he is a player too. He can hit too. But Josh Gunther hurled six innings of shutout ball with nine strikeouts. And when they lost the two two games afterward, his season ended, his high school season ended, his senior year at ten and one, ninety-seven strikeouts and a zero point seven three ERA. And to go play next year for the number one ranked Wake Forest Deacons. Number one pitching staff. And, and number one, too. They, they're number one in the nation as well. Yes. And number one pitching staff, like you said. That's, a, that's absolutely correct. And they, they've got more wins than anybody at 42-8. and eight. So we're pulling for Josh. But, but we're pulling for UMS Wright, too. They, they're going to be playing Etowah. And they're going to be playing the first game at Chocolaco Park. That's in Oxford, Alabama. And the games two and three are going to be at Jacksonville State University if it goes to three games. But only the first game in all seven divisions are going to be at Chocolaca Park in Oxford, Alabama. And out of the 14 teams still in, 1A through 7A, Ricky, we've got two from, out, from Mobile, from the Bowen County and Mobile County, which that's a good thing. Uh, we've had more in the past. But, but I want to mention some of the, the, the players that Coach Kevin Rayley has. And, if, and by the way, UMS has won more state titles than, than any high school around. They've won 10 since 1960, according to my records and the Alabama High School Athletic Association. So, so if they could win, that would be their 11th. And Kevin Rayleigh has a pretty good handful because he started out at GW Long and has done, done good, great things as a coach. They, they won game two, seven to four over Bayside, and game three, 11 to four. And Cole Blaylock, the signee for football for University of South Alabama, has come alive. He, he's, he's, he's taking control of the team offensively and defensively. I saw on TV a play he made up against the wall and a catch he made and then threw it back in and, and had a bunch of timely hits. And it's Cole Blaylock. And Olin Ward, of course, is, is, is still ripping. And Sutton Snipes is pitching well. Alex Sherman, another one of their good pitchers. Jake Jay and Andy Purvis as well. 
pretty good pitching staff Kevin Rayleigh has, and that'll help him. Uh, Parker Bazzara, I think he is – I hope I pronounced that right. I think he's already signed with Spring Hill College. He's their catcher. So, And then Logan Norris and, and Ty Waters. And I couldn't mention everybody, but that's a, that's a pretty good bunch of players right there that are, that are doing real well. And UMS Wright, we're pulling for you. Etta was 28 and 11. UMS Wright is 27 and 12. It's pretty evenly matched. So uh, go Bulldogs. And then we go to 6A and Spanish Fort J.D. Pruitt, Spanish Fort Toros, defeated Stanhope Elmore. They lost the first game 5-4, to four, and then they came back one game 2, 10-9, to nine, game 3, 9-6. to six, And they're going up against Oxford. And like I said, they're playing at Chocolaca Park in Oxford, Alabama. So it's home field advantage for Oxford. Well, you know, that's where the J.C. Uh, Junior College State Championship was played. It sure was, just last week. Yeah. And we're going to get to that college after a while. That's they where finished up today. Did they? Yeah. And I, I haven't kept up with that. You're ahead of me on that, Ricky. Bishop State was eliminated in, in two games, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. And they were both walk-offs. So I know James Hattenstein is still rolling over in his, in his sleep, at, you know, thinking about that one. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But that's a, definitely a good point. But, you know, game, game two and three do go to Jacksonville State, which is like 20 or 25 minutes from there. But Oxford, Ricky, I've heard that they beat Coleman and Hartsell to get to where they're at, and they're two powerhouses. And it's been said that, that, Stan, that uh, Oxford may be the best team in the state. That's, we're not taking anything away from, from Spanish Fort because they have beaten a good team in Sarah Land and a good team in Stanhope Elmore, and they're clicking at the right time. And I want to mention a couple of uh, several of their players. Is uh, Pierce Dutton is having a great season, just an outstanding season. And uh, pitcher John Henry Winstead, Jack Holly, Nemo Hickson, DJ Yergill, Braden Cooper, Lakeland Ray, Newton Gardner, and Hayes Miller are all contributing. And I get these from the box scores and. They all did great, and and to, to let everybody know out there, with the Midtown Optimist Club Player of the Year and Pitcher of the Year from Mobile and Baldwin Counties, both will be announced later in the week. And I'm working hard on my on the statistics for the final statistics for the end of the year, and I've got a really good response from a lot of the coaches. Oh, the ones that blocked you, they're, they're now they're able to uh, – well, they're giving you more stats well, that it, the word got out that they blocked you, Joy? I don't know what it is, but I, I sent out messages to, to all of them, like I always do, and I, I got a good response. And I'm glad, and I hope – hey, send them in, Coach, because coaches, because, you know, I, I'm going to try to put up a pretty good – a pretty good story and report that this still be out there on Mobile Baseball Connection. That, that those uh, it's 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 the we also have a thing called the Terrific Twelve, which is going to in the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight is eight players other than the four pitchers and Player of the Year. Those are the Fabulous Four. So you got the Fabulous Four plus the Elite Eight equals the Terrific Twelve, and that'll be at our luncheon awards luncheon next week at Azalea City Golf Course clubhouse so there you have it that's the high school beat right there and ricky uh, what do you think about those those two games or those two series what do you think about spanish fort and ums 
Well, UMS, it looks like they got some quality pitching. And anytime you get into the playoffs, you know, you, the first game, there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of pressure on the players. And it's the ones that are, are able to handle the pressure. As you can tell, a lot, a lot of times the first game was kind of real close. And that's because of a lot of anxiety. And after the first game, then they, the players loosen up. Uh, because I see one thing I, that Stanky taught me, there's no such thing as a big game. I mean, every game is important, but it's not a big game. And as long as you can keep your kids uh, under control and say, hey, it's just another game, go play. And it, because you don't, it, the more pressure that you put on a kid that you, call, you say it's a big game, then that's pressure on the individuals. Instead of saying it's just another game, just go play the game and let's see what happens. But pitching is what – if you can keep the game close – you know, more games are won and lost in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning than any part of the game. And you try to get to the seventh inning, and then uh, that's where, you know, you're coaching or, of course, you know, we're playing seven-inning games, so you're talking about the fifth, sixth, and seventh are the most important part of the game. So you try to get your pitchers keep you in the game up until that point. Then you got a chance and the, to do something to, make, uh, to have the opportunity to win the game. You know, you maybe move a runner – you know, a big hit here and there. And, you know, that's that's all you can ask for is let the players go play. And to be honest with you, you know, lo looking at – I know Snipes, I watched him pitch a little bit, left-hander. Uh, he's not overpowering, but he throws strikes and a left-hander with a curveball. Left-hander with a curveball is going to get people out. And then you got Sherman. Sherman's – you know, I, I saw him when he was at 12 years old, at 10, uh, 10, 11, and 12, you know, come through the park and – you know, he's always been able to spin it, and he's always had good control, and he's always been a competitor. And that's going to be a, a plus for them. And then you got you got Olin, who's a closer, so that's going to give you an opportunity late in the game. So, you know, you that's all you're looking for is that you're pitching. If you got the pitching to keep you close, and, you know, that was one of the things that, that you know, with St. Paul, they, you know, they had a, a ninth grader as as their number one guy, and their number two guy was a tenth grader. That's pretty impressive. Wow! Yeah, it and that makes it tough. For, it's it's a lot for the future too, Ricky. Yes, it yeah. really does. And you know, but yesterday, if yesterday's big, it don't mean nothing in baseball. You can't look back and you had a four for four day. That day's over with. It's what you're going to do today. Same thing with the pitching and stuff. That's right. And you know, with 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 Spanish Fort, their hitting has been coming around. I don't, they're not as deep in pitching, but they've got some competitors. And if they can just continue to play just good, rowdy, you know, teamwork baseball and, you know, just bring it from the gut, I, I think that's they, – they, they may be the underdog from upstate, but, hey, we're coming from the Mobile, Baldwin County area, and we want to bring home, bring home those blue trophies well, for both of them. The key is throw strikes. You know, don't walk people. Let your defense have an opportunity to play. If they beat you and they out-hit you, that's a part of it. You know, just make make the routine plays. Not the great plays, just make the routine plays. That's all you ask your team to do. You know, if a guy makes a play in the hole, backhand throws a guy out, that's a plus. But the main thing is that the ball's hit to you, you catch it and make a play. And if you're pitching, and if you've got good hitting, and then your pitchers can go out there and throw strikes, because there's going to be a lot of anxiety on the other side of the field too. It just don't work one way. So, you, you know, you, you want your guys to, hey, throw strikes, Let's make them beat a swing in the bat. And then Spanish Fort, then they can swing the bat, then they can swing their way into the championship. 
That's the way it, 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 you just got to get your guys, make sure they're throwing strikes and you're making the routine plays. Not the great plays, just the routine plays. Right. Don't, don't create chaos with, right. with errors and such. And that Trying to make happen. a great play. That happens. But, you know, and, and giving uh, credit to Kevin Rayleigh and J.D. Pruitt, they both came from G.W. Long. And G.W. Long is, is a historical program that has put out a lot of, of great championship teams, state championship teams. And it, that, that says a lot for the experience of these coaches. And let's hope that both of them can do well in this series because this, this is it. It's, it's, it's either you do or you don't. So we're going to get Bernie Carbo on the phone now, and we're going to talk a little bit about his camp coming up at Spring Hill College. Hey, Bernie. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Great, man. Uh, listeners, we're talking with Bernie Carbo. Bernie, I have Ricky Patterson with me. Ricky and me do a, a podcast here in Mobile on WNSP Now, and I want to thank you so much for coming on with us, buddy. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I miss Mobile, Alabama. I know you I do. I do, man. I miss Alabama. <laughs> well, listen, let me ask you something while you're saying that. How much time did you actually spend here? Uh, wow, Bernie? about 26 years. Was it 26? I say 20. Yeah. I stay safe and say 20, tw more than 20 years, but 26 oh, years yeah. is a lot. Man, we claim you, brother. We claim you, and uh, we miss you too, uh, Bernie. And I know you and Ricky go back a long way with hitting lessons and all kinds of experiences playing baseball, and, 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 and he's going to chime in with us tonight, but – Tell us a little bit about what's going on June 9th through June 11th over at Spring Hill College with the Bernie Carbo deal. Yeah, well, I'll tell you the truth, uh, Joey. I was um, doing these camps a long, long time ago. I mean, when it was $1,200 and then it went to 3000 and 5000 And, you know, I was a crazy man. You know, I was mentally ill, and <laughs> these camps were a lot of fun and everything. But... Uh, you know, I uh, found Jesus Christ, and, uh, you know, I stopped my drinking and drugging and stuff, and when I was going to camp, they were kind of making fun of me or whatever, and I called my wife up. I said, you know, I'm going to start a camp, and we started a camp in 1993-94, and we, went, we started a camp. We didn't tell too many people it was going to be a Christian camp, and uh, it was going to be about Jesus, the greatest game ever played and the greatest story ever told. And uh, I started charging $300. You bring somebody else, it's 150 If you can't afford it, you're free. And you just come as you are because I want you to hear the greatest story ever through the greatest game ever played. So I started that. Uh, we started up in University of South Alabama. We did it there for a number of years. Then I went to Independent Ball. We did it at West Florida. And then I met John Hilliard and, uh, at Hank Carey Stadium, and he's been running this camp now, and we're going to do it at uh, Spring Hill College this year. And it's been about uh, 24, 25 years that we've been doing this camp, and it's, uh, it's been amazing what God can do in a man's life. You know, I've been clean now for uh, almost uh, 29 years. By the grace of God and by just, you know, it's been a wonderful opportunity to meet people. And we get guys coming to the ballpark who don't really know about the Lord. And we've had, we've had doctors, great people from all over. We've had them from Chicago, Michigan, New York, California, 
uh, Pennsylvania, all over the place coming in. They're thinking it's going to be a camp about baseball, and they find out about Jesus. And it's been a lot of fun having people say, wow, this is great. And, you know, we've, we've turned a lot of heads over. A lot of guys have been reborn. Their families have come and been reborn. Their boys have come, their children. And it's been just a great camp. And it's uh, just a great game. It's a great game of baseball, and it's a great story. Well, it. it- it kind of saved your life there when you gave your your life to the Jesus Christ, didn't it, Bernie? Yes, it saved my life. God put me right out of the grave. I was dying. Uh, my mother committed suicide. My dad died and two months later. And about a year or so later, I went through a divorce. And I was contemplating suicide. The phone rang. Bill Lee, of all people, and then Fergie Jenkins and Sam McDowell, baseball assistant team. Put me in a rehab, and I had an anxiety attack. I ended up at Tampa University Hospital where a man said to me, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? And then the next three three, um, three days, I prayed to take Christ into my life and went back into rehab. And the guy came to me and said, I'm a Christian. I'm a disciple of you in the name of Jesus. And then when I got out of that in three months, I went home, and Kyle Shillings came over and said, we're going to start the Diamond Club Ministry. So I was... Uh, been teaching baseball and telling kids about Jesus, traveling all over the country. And who would ever thought hitting one home run 50 years ago <laughs> would, would open up all of New England for me to go and tell people about baseball and teach baseball and then tell them about Jesus. So it's been an exciting time. I'm working with Adult Team Challenge. And uh, it's just been a, a real good uh, opportunity for, for me to just think back when Jimmy Pearsall said, nobody know you if you didn't hit that home run. <laughs> it, was more, it, that was, it was more than one home run, wasn't it, Bernie? Yeah, I pinch hit two home runs. I hit one off of my roommate, Clay Carroll. Clay Carroll gave me a picture of uh, himself. I was in the Cincinnati uh, clubhouse, and he says, here, Bernie, I'm going to give you this 8 by 10 picture. Uh, best, best of luck in the World Series, your roommate. And I hit that home run off him, and when I came back into the clubhouse, my locker was tore up. <laughs> I told the clubhouse guy, who, 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 who came in my locker? He said, oh, Clay Carroll, but we weren't going to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah. He didn't throw you a cookie, did he? Did he tell you he was going to what's coming? Well, the first pitch, I took him to left field, and uh, he, he was so mad when he came out of the out of the game, he threw his glove in the dugout against the wall, and I didn't think he'd be coming over in our clubhouse, but I'm glad I wasn't in the clubhouse when it came. <laughs> yeah, I bet you wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was glad I wasn't in the clubhouse when he came in. Well, he was mad. Well, that's when you had a little fire in you back then, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, it's, uh, you know, I look back at uh, my career. One of the things that God has done is to allow me to look back in my life and see the goodness of my life, what God has done. All the players I played with, all the teams I played with, uh, you know, the way I grew up, you know, I just look back and how God restores your life and allows you to see the goodness of your life and the things that were good in your life instead of just, you know, dwelling on everything bad. When I work with these Team Challenge guys, you know, they go in there, they've lost everything, their family, their children, and marriage, and, you know, lost work, and they're homeless, and whatever, and, you know, you just, 
got to, you know, you cry with them and everything, and you just say, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, you need to be reborn. You don't need to carry that stuff. It's too heavy. Uh, you know, I cry with them and say, you know, it's all about Jesus, brother. You can start over, man. I did, and you can too, and uh, I know you feel hopeless and whatever, but the hope in Jesus Christ and to uh, allow him to take over your life and carry you through it all, it's uh, it's uh, amazing grace. By the grace of God, you can ask God to, to give you wisdom and love and passion and Take away all the pain and the hurt and the resentments and just, you know, ask and receive and knock by the grace of God that I, I can look up and see all the temptations in my world and life and whatever and know that I can give all things to him that he looks down at me and he just loves me as his child. And he says, Bernie, just give it to me, boy. Just give it to me. And these men have to give it to Christ to get through all the, what they're going through. But Teen Challenge is a, a great, great, great um, place for these men to be. It's been around from 1962 all over the world, and it's all about the Bible. And it's, uh, it's a great organization with, a, oh, geez, uh, 78 to 80, almost 80 percent recovery. So it's really a great program. Well, you know, Bernie, you look back at your career and all the things and that, that you accomplished and uh, all the things that you did that wasn't right. You know, there was a plan for you now. And that's where, you know, just listening to you and, you know, being a friend of yours for a long time, you you know God had a plan for you a long time ago, and he, he, he it's unfortunate all the bad things that happened to you, and then but it was all a plan, and it was how that you how you were going to come out of this. He knew everything that was going to happen to you, and it, you didn't see it, but he all he had the plan for you. I mean that's the way I look at you know what's all the things that happen and. Uh, how you turn your life around, and uh, I, you know I'm very, very impressed, you know, about what you ha- what you have done for yourself and for other people. I mean, God used you as a tool, and He knew that you were going to be a, a great spokesman for Him. And you know, and He, I think He knew, and He had all that in the plans for you. But I know you kind of look back and go, "Wow, I wish you'd have been a little kinder." You know, it made it a little easier for me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things I look back is there's not too many people I can, you know, I can speak to people uh, and, and know their pain and things they've gone through in their lives, you know. You can have fame, you can have baseball, you can have all that you dreamed about and hitting a home run in the World Series, you know, what you dream about. You can have all the money and just be on top of the world and all of a sudden you, you realize that, uh that emptiness you have without Jesus Christ, you try to fill it with everything that you can possibly fill it with. Right. And I remember hitting that home run, crying in my bed, and wondering, what is going on? Well, you know, what's happening? I couldn't believe it. But, you know, it's a remarkable thing, too. You know, I, I prayed uh, for God to give me a good Christian woman, and uh, <laughs> I walked into the Anchor House in Arbondale, Florida, and I told her, I said, this is Tammy Young. Can you have lunch with Bernie Carbo? And I said, well, God told me you need to be with me. And she said, God ain't told me nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we've been married 30 years. I adopted her son, Christopher Carbo, went to Theodore High School and went to Alabama A&M. And uh, actually got his uh, master's at University of South Alabama, got his doctorate, and um, just been pinned uh, lieutenant colonel 
uh, in the Army. Uh, wow. He's got a doctorate degree in clinical psychology. So he's a theater boy, and uh, my wife worked in the school system in Mobile all the time. And uh, I love Mobile, Alabama, and we've been doing this camp. I'm, I'm so excited about being at, you know, Spring Hill College, one of the oldest colleges, one of the oldest ballparks ever, you know, played ball. I mean, history of that school and the history of that um, playing baseball there in Mobile, Alabama, you know, I think it's going to be a great opportunity and uh, guys getting together. I know I have a, right now, I'm living in uh, South North, North, North Carolina, Southern, Southern, Southern Pines, North, uh, North Carolina, and I'm in touch with a lot of military guys. We're going to have probably four military guys coming down with their sons, and we got uh, some guys coming in from Chicago I'm real proud of. And we're going to have people coming in that's been around for a little bit, our camp and stuff. We've got some new faces, and... Uh, I'm hoping a lot of people we are hoping Mobile guys will, will bring their sons uh, to the camp. Uh, it's an opportunity that uh, learn a little bit more about the game and um, learn more about Jesus Christ and uh, fellowship. And we'll have testimony and praying. And Friday night we'll play under the lights and we'll eat pizza. And Saturday we'll come out and play and we'll have lunch. We'll play another couple games and then we'll have a dinner. Um, meat boss is going to feed us and we have uh, hopefully um, have some ribs over there from uh, I'm, okay, I'm having a senior moment where the best ribs in Mobile, Alabama well uh, and, Bernie I, I, I got to ask you uh, to tell the story I mean if you if you want to tell me the story if you want to about Peter Gammons oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> oh no no I, that's a place I won't go. Uh, it's uh, it's a sad story, you know. It's um, those are things that you got to let go and let God. You know, that's uh, Peter Gammons. I love Peter Gammons. Uh, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's uh, been a good sports writer and been around baseball a long time. You know, and uh, I look at that uh, Keith Hernandez and love him too. And people, you know, you you have to understand that, you know, one of the things I've learned from God is not to judge. And I don't want to judge people, and I don't want to be a person who looks at people. And I want to love people where they're at. I want to love the lost people. I want to love the ones that turn turned against me. I want to love what God is love. And I ask God. I said, God, you know, by the grace of God, that I don't want to judge anybody, God. I want to be able to love them. I want to have the faith. I want to have great faith. I want to have great grace, Father. By your grace, Father, I can show grace and I can love people. Uh, I want to lost. I want to love a lost world that they need Jesus Christ. I want to be able to be their friends and love them where they're at, not to love the sin, but to tell them, "Hey, God loves you, and He's created you were created in His image and likeness, and you know you have a place in His, and you can have, you can have Him, you can have Christ, and you can be in the family of God, and you can have eternal life." You know, everybody's going to die and end up someplace, but I want people to know I wanted to, to live in, in, in eternal life with Jesus Christ and God the Father and be filled with the Holy Spirit and be filled with the Spirit that uh, you can learn the things that you can have an understanding that old man has died and I've been reborn. So that old stuff, the old stuff that I'm not going back there. I'm not going <laughs> to look back there. I'm not going to look back there. I'm not going to pick it up. I live in the moment today. Today's the most important day of my life. I'm not looking for the future, but this day that God has given me, I want to be a watchman on the wall 
looking to the heavens, looking for Jesus to come back. And I want to keep my eyes up. I want to keep my eyes. I want to be in the Word. I want to read the Word. I want to be in church. I want to love my wife. I want to love my children. And uh, I just I just ask God to give me the things that I need wisdom and love. You know, somebody said, well, you're self-taught. Well, I might be self-taught, but one thing I know is the Spirit's a great teacher. And the Word of God is the most important Word. And to be in the house of God and be in the Bible and be the bride of Christ, the church is where I want to be. I want to worship and praise God. And that's what our camp is about. Our camp is about really teaching men to let go and let God and to live in the light and be the salt of the world and not to pick up the old man and not to live in that pain and that anger and that bitterness. Whatever may happen, God doesn't see it anymore. You have, you have a new heart. You're in the family of God. You have eternal life. And you're a child. You've been adopted. And, uh, I think that's the most important thing. I'm glad you brought up Peter, but I met Peter, I met Peter uh, one day. I was up in Fenway Park signing autographs. I saw he was uh, doing, he was walking through the streets. I went over to him. I said, "You know, Peter, I just want to tell you, you told the truth, and I'm, 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 I'm glad you told the truth because it was awakening." And, and yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I was a sick person, and only ill with drugs and alcohol. And, didn't know what town I was in, didn't know what city was in. I didn't know if I was hitting off a left-hander or a right-hander, but I was just swinging the bat and having fun. And, you know, I lived a life that um, just that it, it was a part of my life that uh, now that I can use it to reach other people who have difficulties in their lives and live in a way they shouldn't be living. But, you know, I'm, you know as long as I live in this flesh and my heart and my mind and my ears and everything like that, I'm still a sinner, you know. I sin, I repent. I ask God to give me forgiveness and give me strength to overcome all the things I'm overcoming each day of my life. But, uh, you know, I love the Word of God, and I just love what God is doing. I'm, I'm a happy person today. And, uh, you know, I love my life. I love the people around me, and I'm working with kids. Uh, I want the camp to be father and son to, to bring their boards. We're going to take we're going to have ground, ground balls. We're going to be hitting. We're hitting in a cage. I'll be teaching hitting. Uh, we'll have testimony and stuff. But uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And I do, I tell you the truth, I miss, I miss uh, Lee Chavani and the guys. And one thing we don't have here is we're talking about Mobile, Alabama. Go Tide! <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Bernie, I'll tell you, man, I've had an opportunity to interview you several times on video and, and, and as is doing stories on you. I remember you used to work for Paige Plash over at Encore Rehab, and you do used to do yep. hitting clinics over there. And and I'll never forget. I got video of when you did a, a seminar over at the Christian Businessmen's Committee at at Hank Aaron Stadium, and I was so amazed at how serious and sincere and honest like you are now, and just laid it all out there because. It made a difference to those men that were in there, and and those that was an amazing story, and and you you talked about everything, and and I put you in my publications over the years, and 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 on my video shows I've had over the years, and, and it was just a an amazing thing. Your Diamond Club ministry that I think you started in 1993, and then followed by this fantasy camp. And and it's just an and, and I, I love the opportunity that you're having with Spring Hill College and the history over there, 
And, and I'm going to promote this as much as I can on my Facebook page. In fact, John Hilliard just sent me all the information for it, and we're going to have you on our live show on May 31st on, on that afternoon. So, listeners, y'all y'all going to tune in to, on May 31st at 535. We'll have Bernie Carbo on again. That'll be a, a couple of weeks before the show. I mean, before the the. Uh, the showcase of the Diamond Club Mystery Ministry by Bernie Carbo Camp over at Spring Hill College. But Bernie, I'm gonna change gears for a minute here and and let the listeners, the ones that don't follow baseball, like a lot of our listeners may, and I hope that they're getting attracted to baseball through myself and Ricky Patterson on the show. But Bernie Carbo, everybody, the draft, the major league draft started in 1965, if I'm not mistaken. I think I'm right on that. And Rick Monday was actually the first player ever chosen out of Arizona State. And But let, everybody, the 16th player chosen in the first round was the man we're talking to tonight. That's Bernie Carbo out of Detroit, Michigan as a third baseman. Isn't that right, Bernie? Yeah, that's right, 1965. That's right. And there was a couple of other good ones that were before you. There was, You know all those guys a whole lot better than me. But Ray Fossey that had to go with Pete Rose, and that, that was a heck of a play in the All-Star game. We all remember that. And he was the seventh player chosen, and Jim Spencer was another big-time player. He was the 11th player chosen. But that's a historic time. And then you, you, you went on to play for 12 years from 1969. You were drafted by the Cincinnati Reds, as a matter of fact. The same team that you went back on in that 75 World Series while you're playing with the Red Sox. But you played for 12 years with six different teams. And that rookie season, which was actually 1970, I think, you hit 310 with 113 hits, 21 home runs, 63 RBIs, and walked 94 times. And I, you were, uh, was it Sporting News Rookie of the Year, I think, maybe? I, 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 I can't remember, but... But uh, just an outstanding season, and and you were going places. And you told everybody that day at the Christian Business Men's, Men's Committee, you know, everything about your life, the same thing that you gave your testimony with myself and Ricky and all the listeners tonight. And it's a heck of a story of, of, of how that you just kind of let it happen, you know, on, on the Major League Baseball field. And... But then again, you were a great player. And, and we're going to talk about that 75 World Series for a minute here. And if you're a really big baseball fan, everybody can remember Carlton Fisk when he hits one down the left field line, a home run like the 12th inning in the 75 World Series, the sixth game I think it was. And he's, he's waving the ball so it'll, so it'll stay fair. And he's, and he's bouncing up and down. And Ricky, as a matter of fact, coached. Uh, managed Carlton Fisk down in down in Florida when he was on a rehab assignment, I believe. Right. And and uh, but but then again, that that home run never would have happened unless Bernie Carvo hit that pinch hit home run in the ninth inning. And I remember you told me a couple of things. Uh, one of the things Bench Johnny Bench said to you after your first cut, and then another thing you said to Pete Rose as you're rounding the bases. Share that with us. Bernie, because everybody needs to go back and look at this on YouTube. This is a historic moment when when Bernie Carbro hit that home run to tie the game. Relive that you know, for me. Yeah, you know one of the things I tell kids, I'm with Ben T. Ricky Patterson knows this too. What you need to do is to be a good hitter. You have to be in the moment. You have to see the ball. You have to make your zone smaller. 
and you got to hit the ball hard, and you got to be in the moment on every pitch. And it, you know, it's it's. Uh, I took probably that swing I took was right out of Bench's glove, and the umpire called the ball, and Bench was arguing that it was a strike, and I just tipped it off. And Rico Petroselli at first base said it looked like a a pitcher hurt his arm trying to learn how to hit, and Bench didn't know it was the worst little league swing I ever saw. <laughs> and people. It was no. It was the worst swing I ever saw in my life, and I know the Freddie Lynn at second base. He said he's got no chance. And I looked down there to get a sign from Don Zimmer, and he's got his back to me. He's walking down the left field line. I'm going, oh boy. And you know, I, I'm glad we didn't have a clock back in those days because they would have called a strike three on me. But the fact is, Bench was arguing with the umpire, and I'm just listening to him argue. And I finally, I finally get in the box, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I almost struck out. And uh, Raleigh Eastwood threw me a ball on the outside part of the plate, and I hit it, and I saw Geronimo turn his back, and um, I, I knew it was a home run. And I thought I was, was going to give Davey, Davey Concepcion a big hug because we played in the minor leagues together and came up to the big leagues in 1970. I'm thinking, where's Davey? I want to give him a big hug. And I'm like, I can't give him a hug. So I'll go run, running towards Pete, and I say, hey, Pete, don't you wish you were this strong, Pete? Don't you wish you were this strong? <laughs> and he just Bernie, this is fun. This is the greatest game I've ever played in, man. This is fun. And, uh, of course, when I got in the touch home plate and everything, then I had to go out in left field. Oh, my goodness. And they hit me a fly ball, and I almost missed it. Within about 15 minutes, I could have been a you know, great home run, then missed the ball. And didn't realize that the next time up, I struck out. But, uh, you know, at that home run, you know, at that time, it was uh, something you dream about as a kid. And what I want kids to learn is that I remember I I got traded to Milwaukee Brewers, and it took me 22 days to report. I was supposed to be there within 72 hours, but I took 22 days. And my locker was right next to Hank Aaron, and I, I played a little bit. And Hank looked at me and said, Bernie? If you learn it, if you learn it's okay to make an out, you'll be a great hitter. He says, "Let me tell you, I made over eight thousand outs, and you're never going to get that many at bats." <laughs> and about uh, about a week ago, that was nineteen seventy seven. About a week ago, I said eight thousand outs, over eight thousand. That's uh, that's four hundred outs for twenty some years. <laughs> and we, our kids, worry about an over ten, and you know, and four hundred outs. For 20 years, he got 150 hits or more, 755 home runs, struck out 1,600 times, walked 1,500 times. So, you know, I'm trying to teach kids how to hit and tell them, you got to relax and have fun. Enjoy the game of baseball. Greatest game ever played. Christ is going to love you. You know, it's okay. I had a parent come to me and say, my son is not hitting good. I said, well, how many times has he been up to bat? She said, three times. <laughs> <laughs> three times. <laughs> You know, I, I, one time I went one for 35 for the Cardinals, and I got benched. I went one for 35. I was two for 70, and Jose Cruz got hurt, and I went in the lineup. And believe it or not, I ended up hitting 286. And so I, I'm, I'm trying to teach these kids to have fun, great game of baseball, be in the moment, see the ball, get a good pitch. And I, I'll tell you, you know, you're standing there with Sam Musial. Hey, Sam Musial, how do you hit a slider? He gets the bat, and he wiggles a little bit, and he said, you see it, and you hit it. Now I go over there to Ted Williams. and said, Ted Williams, how do you hit? He said, you get a good pitch, see it, and hit it hard, kid. <laughs> I've heard that before. 
Oh, my goodness, Ricky. You know, uh, with everything out there, with the logistics and everything else, just make it simple, have fun, play baseball, and enjoy it, and you'll make yourself a great baseball player. Yes, you're right. Well, you know, Bernie, in that 75, you didn't even play in the in the American League Championship Series, and you went three for seven in that World Series, and, and you had another pinch hit home run and a double and a walk as well. And the, after that home run, I think you hit leadoff the next the next game seven. And I'll, and and also for you people listeners to to go and look at this thing on YouTube, there was a a ball hit up against the wall. And you fielded it cleanly and turned and threw. And I, I think it was, was it Geronimo or Concepcion? Foster. Foster. Was it George Foster out of, Tus- out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama? Threw him yeah, out at second base. Out. You know, that was beautiful. Threw him out at second. Beautiful. You know, uh, what's really strange was I got to the ballpark and somebody said, hey, you're playing. Oh, no, Don Gullick's playing. I haven't played against a left-hander in three years. I've never started a game against a left-hander. No, you're playing. Don Gullick's pitching. <laughs> I go to I go to look at the lineup. I go, holy cow! I'm playing against Don Gullick. Are you kidding me? And then I worked to count to three and two, and I hit the ball. I went, wow! I hit that ball harder than the other ones. So I thought that ball was going to be gone. I missed that home run by by the foot. Sure did. Gone. Sure <laughs> did. Sure did. You know, I tell you, uh, Don Zimmer being a good coach, you know. Um, uh, Denny Dole hit a fly ball to uh, Kenny Ken Junior. Uh, what was his name? Uh, he had a son playing. Ken, Ken, Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey Junior. Ken Griffey. Ken, Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey Junior. Daddy was playing right field, and Zimmer's yelling, "Tag up! Tag up! Tag up!" And I'm looking at how deep that ball is. I said, you might think I, I'm a, I got a um, full 47 in my back pocket or something, man, to run that fast and beat it out. But, you know, um, Ken, Ken Griffey threw the ball away, and uh, David Concepcion ma- missed it. I could have made it into uh, third base and then maybe score a run. But, uh, you know, he never threw me under the bus, you know what I mean? You know, we lost that game by one run. Uh, Jim Burton, who's a rookie pitcher, never pitched in the big leagues again. And uh, Pete Rosen's Hall of Famer. I got a picture of Pete Rosen. He said, Thank, thanks for hitting the home run because we got game seven. And when he told Sparky Anderson, he said, this is the greatest game, greatest game I've ever played. And this is the greatest game. <laughs> and Sparky said, we lost, Sparky. Well, they think they won the World Series. <laughs> There's the game seven. <laughs> well, you know we're going to have Pete Rose Jr. on tonight. And uh, he called me today and said he couldn't make it, that his dad was coming into town. He's going to have uh, – dinner with his uh, his son and his dad. So that's why he wasn't well, here tonight. I love Pete Rose. I love Pete Rose. I love Pete Rose. I love Pete Rose. <laughs> and Pete Rose calls me preacher boy all the time. Hey, preacher boy. Hey, preacher boy. Well, you we... know, I would hope that, uh, you know, I, I think the way things are in today's world, that Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame. Sheila Joe Jackson needs to be put into the Hall of Fame. You know, the Hall of Fame is the good, bad, and ugly. And, uh, you know, there's got to be a forgiveness of what some people have done in their lives. And Pete Rose belongs there. Uh, yes, he made a mistake in his life. Yes, he bet on baseball. We all know that if you bet on baseball, you're no longer in baseball. But it never said anything about being, not being in the Hall of Fame. So two years after the fact that Pete Rose was uh, penalized to be out of Major League Baseball, 
they decided, well, if that's going to be the case, we won't put him in the World Series. We won't put him in the Hall of Fame either. Well, he and, and that was as a coach. He that was he gambled on the game as a as a coach, and he he gamb, he he bet that his team would win. That's, yeah. That's, I mean, you've got to have belief in your team, don't you? But but yeah. but Bernie today, at every major league ballpark, you know, there's betting on baseball. At every major league ballpark. You can bet on the take pitch. You can bet on the score. You can bet on a guy striking out. You can bet a guy hitting a home run. Right. You can bet. You can bet on everything, every pitch, every play. You can. You can. You can probably bet that the umpire is going to miss the, miss the next pitch. Which you can win a lot of money because they're going to miss a lot of pitches. <laughs> well, you'd probably win if they was going to miss pitches. You. You would. That's a sure bet. <laughs> I'm an umpire. I know, you know. So it, it, it's. And I hope they don't take it further. They, they're changing a lot of the rules, and and I hope they they don't take the human factor out of it. Because, you know, with your Earl Weavers and Bobby Coxes and Billy Martins and all those great ones that, that you knew a lot of them, uh, Bernie, and you, you played around so many great ball players and have a historic history of 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 major league baseball and and you've you've admittingly said about your mistakes and stuff like that but and i know that that there's a lot of people out there that kind of shake their head and say hey that that bernie carbo he could have been a hall of famer too and i i believe that i followed your career and and but you 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 had an excellent career like i said with those six major league teams and oh one thing i want to ask you before we let you go because we could sit here all night long, I guarantee you, Bernie. But you play down in that Florida League. Ricky goes down to Sarasota every every year and in, in, is a college. Yeah, it's a college league. College league. But you play down there in a 35 and over, and I've got baseball cards. I've got a baseball card of you on one of the, the team you played for. Pat Putnam, I think, played down there. There were several major, big-time major leaguers that played in that league. What was that all about? Reminisce on that. Well, I tell you what, uh, they paid us more money than we played when we played in the big leagues. It's amazing that the old senior league started, and we were playing in Winter Haven, Florida. We were with the Red Sox, and uh, we had a lot of great baseball players, and there were a lot of great baseball players playing in that league. I, I was, we were making good money. That was the problem. I was making seven thousand dollars, seven thousand dollars a month, and that was more money I played in the big leagues, and also got a twenty-one thousand dollar bonus. So we were really living high off the hog, and the next thing you know, we weren't drawing a lot of people. Uh, there was just too much money going out. They couldn't afford it, and it only lasted a year and a half, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I was 40-some years old. I was 43 years old, and uh, I ended up, my, my, my lifetime average, I think, is about 267 or 264, and that's what I ended up hitting in the senior league. But it was a lot of fun. We had Ferguson Jenkins, Bill Lee. Uh, Butch Hobson and a lot of great ball players. Bobby uh, Bobby Bonds was playing there. It was a lot of great, a lot of fun. It was a lot of. It was uh, we just couldn't draw. Uh, we were making way too much money, and uh, it didn't didn't survive. But uh, it was a great opportunity to um, play baseball again at the age of forty three, and it was a lot of fun. It was uh, enjoyable, but. I coach. I like coaching. Uh, I like teaching hitting. I like working with kids, and you know, I just like working on the mental aspect of the game. And you know, I learned a lot from a lot of baseball players, a lot of great players, and 
I was fortunate enough to play with a lot of Hall of Famers and whatever. I had Red Shanes was a great manager, Sparky Anderson, Don Zimmer. You know, it, it was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, I was able to play in Puerto Rico in the wintertime and uh, loved playing in Puerto Rico. I ended up playing in Mexico at the end of my career. And I love playing baseball. I love the game. And, you know, I, I, uh, the Lord has given me the opportunity to, to run this camp. I'm going to be 75 years old. Last year, I, I batted six times in one inning because I wanted to get a hit before I went home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that's, that's interesting. You're 75. Ricky's 70, almost 70. I'm 60 years old myself. But you know what? We're, we're living young, and, and that's a good thing. And we still yeah. love ba- baseball and have a passion for it. And you have shared so much passion with us tonight, Bernie. It's been, it's been amazing for you to say the things you have about Jesus Christ and, and, and your, your, your love for Jesus Christ and your love for baseball and Ricky as well, his input, and, and, and it's, we're going to continue to to promote this camp, the Bernie Carbo camp, on my Facebook page and get the word out here in Mobile. We're going to have you on again, like I said, on May 31st on our live show to where we can reach more listeners. And I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing so much memories and, and your belief with us tonight, Bernie. Well, I want to say to Ricky Patterson, Ricky Patterson, I love you, buddy. Yeah, I love and, you, too. Uh, I know that you have a great baseball mind, and you've been good for Mobile, Alabama. And, Joy, you've done a great, great job. And if you guys can come out there, put a uniform on, and play with us and kind of spread it out so we can get some fathers out there with their sons and, uh, you know, just uh, be able to play a great game. You know, we're not looking for no number one, number one draft choices. We got we got one rule. You slide, you get yourself up. Uh, we got pinch runners, pinch for everything. We got pinch fielders. <laughs> you know, I, and my brother-in-law comes at one time. He has no legs. He got bird disease, so he would put his leg at first base. The next time at second base. Next time at third base. So if he hit it, he'd get a single, double, triple, and then he put it at home plate for the for the cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I'd I'd love to, Bernie, but I think I'm during that time I'm going to be down in Sarasota. You know, I'm working. Uh, it's our goal is uh, we kind of put all this thing together about three years ago, and it's really you know opened up, and we get kids from all over the country, and uh, I, I still enjoy it. You know, being there with the young players, and uh, most of them are junior college, and we do have a couple of high school kids, but we're limited in the number of high school kids. But most of them are college and uh, you know Division One players. I mean, it's a, it's a real good league. Uh, it's oh, what's the name of the league? It's the well, they changed the league to uh, the Gulf Coast uh, College Baseball Conference. Oh, and you're coaching there? Yeah, it's uh, we'll this year. You know, we we're out of Sarasota, but this uh-huh. year we're going to play at the Atlanta Braves new complex down there. Oh and, my goodness. Beautiful. We have, Are you managed? Yeah, coaching? yeah. I'm, I manage the team. Yeah, Al. Oh, right. Al's kind of the president. <laughs> All right. But, well, you know, I coached in the old North, the old North State League here at uh, Sand Hill. We were the bogeys, and uh, so I, we won the championship. And so it's a Collegewood league, you know. So he calls me up. He says, "I got bad news or good news." What do you want first? I said, well, give me the band. And so you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I said, so what's the good news, my brother? What's the good news? He said, you're going to be the chaplain of the whole league. 
I said, wow, that's fantastic. So you can go to the Old North State League on Wednesdays and Sundays, and I'm going to be giving a little piece out about, about you know, just giving them a little something to read about Jesus and stuff. And uh, you probably could go to their webpage and maybe read it or whatever. But uh, I'm really happy with what I'm doing. And, uh, Ricky, I'm glad you're still managing and loving the game. And, Joey, thank you for having me on, brother. Man, it's, well, it's, it's been it's, a pleasure. It's been wonderful. And a few years ago, I, I put on the gear to umpire. I may want to put on the gear to do some catching. I think I can still do it, but I'm all for you. I, I, I'll, I'll umpire for you if you need an umpire, Bernie. I need an umpire, Joey. I need an umpire. <laughs> D-Roy! <laughs> I, Joey, I somebody that looks like an umpire and puts a uniform like an umpire, and we don't care if you miss 100 pitches. That's right. I had a blast. Joe Connick, and, and there were so many uh, old ball players out there. And when and I had a blast umpiring, but but I'm in with you, brother. So you can count on me. You know, York's going to be out there. You know, great man Jay York, and man, if you can come out there looking like an umpire, we'd be <laughs> in heaven. Hey, that's all I ever do. I've been doing that since I was 17 years old when I put on a uniform as an umpire. Well, so. <laughs> but if you can come out there anytime, anytime we we're got a schedule or whatever, you can come out and umpire. I, I won't yell at you. I won't yell at you and say, that's the ball. That's the That's ball. why I can't be there. And then hit the next pitch for a home run and come up and throw the umpire and look at him. That was the ball, too. And you made me swing at a bad pitch. And the umpire said, you hit a home run. Yeah, but that was a bad pitch. Yes. Well, if Ricky was going to be in town, we could do that. And Ricky could come out there and be the manager. And we could be kind of like the Savannah Bananas. He could come out there and raise Kane with me. And I could do whatever I got to do, and I could throw him out of the game. <laughs> it wouldn't have been my first time. Yeah. Whatever they are, Bill Lee plays. I know. I've Bananas. seen all that. He's doing a great job, man. He's doing a great yeah. job. <laughs> he, uh, he died in the bullpen, and uh, they brought him to the hospital, and he lived through, uh, almost had a heart attack or whatever. I called him up. I said, "Look, you don't want to die in the bullpen. You got to be carried over to the, to the pitcher's mound on the playing field. If you want to die, die on the playing field, yeah. in the bullpen." <laughs> I saw that, but he came back. He 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 was he's back with the team. I saw you know. But yeah, he yeah. came out of that hospital and he was just you know pitching and throwing, and he, you know he's the oldest pitcher I ever seen still pitching. Wow, Bill Spaceman Lee. He he was him and Ferguson Drink Jenkins was very instrumental in your life. I know they were. Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Good buddies, good love. I love those guys, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, guys. So, Joey, I'll see you out there in, in your umpire uniform. We'll get, you know, we'll let you umpire. And if it gets too hot, we'll even give you a little bit of water. Okay. <laughs> Again, thanks so much, Bernie. All right, Joey. Ricky, we, we, we love you, buddy. We yeah, sure great do. job. Great job, Bernie. All right. Thank you. Take two and go to the left. <laughs> All right, buddy. See you later, buddy. All right. right. Bye-bye. All right, Ricky, that was a great conversation with Bernie Carbo. Worth Never every boring. Minute. Worth every minute. Great major league player. And you see how much he loves Mobile. I didn't realize he lived here 26 years. I'm just surprised he didn't go into the Peter Gammons. <laughs> he wants to. He don't, he wants to, believe me. We'll get to it sooner or later. Well, look, let's talk some real – while we're waiting to get Tom Kaz on the phone – Let's talk some some college baseball real quick. Is you told me that you said Shelton State won the yeah, junior they did. college? Okay. All right. Well, Bishop State, James Hattenstein's Bishop State 
team, they lost their first two on walk-off home runs in the last inning on both games. So that was they ended up 31-22 and 22 on the season. It was an outstanding season. Way to go, Bishop State. Way to go, James Hattenstein. University of Mobile, John Seymour's University of Mobile Rams, they lost today in their opener 10-7 to to Columbia College. They're playing in Williamsburg, Kentucky in the NAIA tournament. Spring Hill College won their conference tournament. They sped through it in four games. They beat Edward Waters, Savannah State twice, and Albany State. And they're playing they're playing Tampa University on Thursday. And they didn't have much luck with Tampa last year. They beat them 34 to 5. Tampa's got a good team. Yeah. 34 to 5, 16 runs in the second inning, and and 33 hits. I know Spring Hill, y'all don't want to hear that, but y'all go down there and do something with them if you can. That'll be a major upset. But and then we got the South Alabama Jaguars, you know, USA Jaguars. They've dropped six in a row. They lost to Coastal Carolina this past weekend. They were swept. And then last weekend they they lost to Southern Miss in three games. And and then that that they were rained out against Tulane in the midweek. So, but speaking of Southern Miss, there's a couple of boys from Faith Academy that's doing real well. Chris Sargent from Faith Academy has raised his batting average to 238, 12 home runs, 37 RBIs. He started out real slow. I don't know if it's an injury or what was happening, but Reese Ewing is hitting 248. He's out of Faith Academy as well. He's got five homers, 11 doubles, and 27 RBIs. And before we leave this, we have seven teams in the S from the SEC that's in the top 25. Arkansas is number two. I want to say something about Grant Jay of Mobile Christian playing for Dallas Baptist. They're number 17 in the nation. They're one of three teams in the top 25. They have 40 wins. They're 40 and 12. And freshman Grant Jay, who was the Midtown Optimus Club Player of the Year last year for Mobile Christian, is leading the team in hitting with three, a 338 average, 52 hits, 15 doubles. And in 48 games, he's ripped 18 home runs, Ricky. And that's just totally awesome. And before we get to Tom, I think we got him on the line, is I want to say something about the Mobster Showcase at Hutchfield this weekend in Daphne on Saturday at May 20th. Joey Hutchins is putting on a showcase for any unsigned high school players, 9th through 12th grade, uh, $75 per player from 9 to 12, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. You can... For more information, you can go to www.bluewaveba.com. That's bluewaveba.com. Or you can call Joe Connick at 251-591-7065. They're trying to get as many players out there to, to, to have a showcase. They have several schools that are going to be out there that, that have representatives from these colleges. So it's a new thing. That's a Mobile Mobsters. And I think we have Tom Kaz on the line. Tom, are you there, buddy? I'm here. Man, I'm, I'm sorry. here, guys. How's it going? Good, man. I'm sorry you had to uh, listen to all that stuff. But we're trying to <laughs> – we just talked to Bernie Baseball, Carbo. Baby. We just talked to Bernie Carbo, and, and, and that extended time to talk to him is always worth it. It seems like yeah, the guest – Yeah, Bernie's a great guy. The guests we have on this show – uh, I guess Ricky's attracted them all. I mean, you know, he's doing a great job. We were supposed to have Pete Rose Jr. on earlier, but he had to, really? to cancel. So we're 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 moving on along. But Tom, you you've got a something going on, and you're dedicating it to to uh, an, an old baseball player that's a great friend of all of ours. And I grew up with Jimmy when he came to Saint, from St. Petersburg to to Mobile, yeah. and we played park ball together and played three years at Shaw, two years at Shaw. 
Jimmy was a year ahead of me, and then we played at Faulkner together. Jimmy Francia, he died June yeah. 2nd. 2020, three years ago, and you're putting on a concert that, that you're dedicating to Jimmy, and and yeah. you're going to also dedicate it to the uh, the military. And tell us a little bit more about that and, and what's going on, yeah. Tom. Sure, I think Ricky might remember. Ricky, I think we met in uh, at Eglin Air Force Base when you and Coach Stanky asked me to come to South Alabama. You remember that? I remember that, and also you were there in uh, Des Moines. <laughs> That's right. When I started the home run program, you were the first coach to endorse me. If you remember, I was living in Omaha in the Air Force. It's great to talk to you again, Rick. Yeah, it's great to talk to you. I, re- um, I, rem- I remember you coming and sitting in the in the uh, coach's office with me. Yeah, no, it's been great times. And, you know, Joey, thank you for having me on the show. And, Ricky, of course, we, we go back you know, close to 40 years when I first met you guys. And, you know, I became part of the, the South Alabama community of baseball, as you guys know, and always been a fan, always been part of the, the organization and supported everything with, you know, Lance and Louie and Home Run Against Drugs. But when it came to Jimmy, when he passed away, you know, Jimmy and I were working on something at the time, and it was very close to our hearts. And we wanted to get Jimmy out of the store, and him and Linda wanted to travel. And we were working on a plan, and, you know, we always wanted to get his knee fixed. But long story short, Jimmy went in to get that surgery. When he passed away, just before he passed away, I asked him, you know, when he could still talk, you know, what what would you want to happen if something happens? He was just celebrate me. You know, you know how Jimmy was, guys, right? We all know Jimmy was the life of the party, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. And... And, you know, when you take his personality, it's something that can't be equaled. But then I also, at the funeral, just remember saying in my, my speech was, we need to honor this man in a way that's not normal. And the not normal way for Jimmy would be something to do with baseball or music or helping people. And I started thinking to myself, why not do all of them? You know, Ricky, you know, I go back to the mental coaching side of things for, what, 30 years now. That's right. And then, Joey, just as a player, you understood, you know, when we sat down together at Buffalo Wild Wings. But this show is... I wouldn't have been able to record the first song without Jimmy's support. He encouraged me to do it back in Vegas. And he kept he kept encouraging me to write songs and write music. And I kept sending him stuff. And he kept saying, you know, write more. And he encouraged me to go for it. And he said, one day we're going to travel and we're going to do shows together and we're going to do stuff to help people. And you guys know that his heart was bigger than his smile. And um, so I just decided when Jimmy passed away and I said it at the funeral is, is that we're going to honor him in, a, in an annual event. And unfortunately, as you guys know, COVID took a big hit here, but in entertainment in Vegas, it all shut down for two years. So I came here and, and, and started working on the music, got focused, wrote the album, completed the album. Now we have a show at the OA Theater this Friday uh, with the, uh, the Porch Creek Indians and a bunch of dignitaries going to be there to support us to not only honor Jimmy and, his, and, and who he was as a person, but what he was to the community and what he was to our community, right, at, at the baseball events we used to do and at the games and the practices and the commitment that he had to those kids his own kids, but not only that, the kids around the community, you know, when he helped kids when they needed a glove or a ball. So this event is to start the Whiskey Town Warriors program that Jimmy and I talked about, which would take the album on the road, perform, raise money to help, you know, people. And we're going to focus on veterans right now because there's a big need for veterans and mental wellness. And I'm a vet and my parent, my parent, my, my dad's a vet, my brother's a vet. So what we're doing, guys, is I always promise Jimmy if he passed first, I'd throw a heck of a party. And y'all know what kind of a guy he was and what type of person he was at the Cavaliers. And so this is to honor Jimmy Francie. It's also to honor our veterans. And we're going to have Brain Tap there. We're going to be focused on talking to people about mental wellness. But more importantly, we're going to release the album for the first time live. I'm bringing in guys that have played with Guns N' Roses and ACDC tribute bands. I'm bringing in some of the best artists in Nashville. We're putting on 
a $100,000 light and laser show. We're projection mapping the outside of the building, and we're flying holograms in the lake. No one's ever seen a show like this here, right, Joey? We talked about this with uh, with our friend Joel Erdman over at South, right? Yeah, Lance Johnson and, was Lance Johnson was there. Lance Johnson's been very right. supportive. Right, and so, you know, we want to do something at South, but I think we're going to have to grow to, to get to Whitney Field. That's the goal. But along the way, we're going to start doing these shows, promoting my barbecue sauce, my music, and my mission is to help veterans with mental wellness, and we're going to do that in partnership with Brain Tap and Solution Health. And so this week is a, is a very special week. It's a culmination of a dream for me, but it's because of Jimmy I pursued it, and I persevered through some of the toughest times of my and my family's lives. So... This is to honor Jimmy the way he wanted to be honored. And for those of you listening to my voice right now, you all know if there was anybody on this planet that I would do anything for, it was that man because he would have done anything for all of us. And so if you want to come honor Jimmy Francia, his legacy, his family will be in attendance. Um, I welcome you to come to OAuth Theater Friday night, this Friday, May 19th. Join veterans, join the press, join the local community, and let's support uh, kicking off this program, the Whiskey Town Warriors, to help veterans right here in Mobile, Baldwin County area. And then let's take it around the world. And then let's do it what Jimmy wanted, right? Go big or go home, right, Rick? That's right. That's, that's, that sounds like a great sure. opportunity, you know, to get out and and back uh, Jimmy Francia. I mean, there's, you know, being uh, – all the Mardi Gras balls and stuff that, that you know you had to go buy Jimmy's and get you know get a tuck. So, that's and, right. and if you didn't have the money, he'd help you out. That's yep. right. And you know, and we want to support the community too. Jimmy and I's dream together, and, and this was part of the family, you know, as well with Home Run Against Drugs. You guys both remember how much we did with that program with Ozzy Smith and Louie and Lieber and all the great players of South Alabama that helped me with that. Ricky, you remember when I came to you in 1994? told you about the idea with a little baseball card but um but now guys this is this is about this show is a is a dream come true for me because i'm able to produce it at a level i want to produce it i'm bringing in some of the best talent you can imagine and we've got great people supporting this cause and it's to honor jimmy's legacy as well and so i'm reaching out to the baseball community through you guys and thank you for that joey and, and ricky and and let's just celebrate the man the way he needs to be celebrated because next year we're going to go bigger and we're going to help more people. But more importantly, we want to do something in South Alabama. And I want to bring some of the guys back for a celebrity softball game and a, a family day for the park. And, you know, we used to do that stuff, Rick. I want and, to. Uh, Joey, remember back in the day? And then it's kind of missing in South Alabama. So if there's any legacy I want to leave at the Jaguar program, it's the one that's uh, honoring Jimmy Francia with giving back to that program. And one day, filling that stadium with fans and friends and family from uh, from Jimmy's, you know, legacy. And it's raising a bunch of money to help our, our kids in this community and, and, and veterans. That's the that's the vision, right? That's what we told Joel. That's what we're going to do, Joey. Well, Tom, that this is a great thing. It's an it's an awesome thing. But and I've been putting it on my Facebook page. But how can how can the listeners find out more about where to get tickets sure. and how to get tickets? And and it's it's Friday night, so it's it's yep. it's, it's it's time to make the plans to get on over there. It's a beautiful place over in Foley and. And, and, Absolutely. And, and, well, I'll be put, I'll be posting it. We have a Facebook page. I love Whiskey Town is, is central headquarters for us. So I'll spell that out because a lot of people spell whiskey differently. So it's I L O V E W H I S K E Y T O W N dot com. I love Whiskey Town dot com. Uh, my album's on that website. Information about the show, tickets to the show, our 
our program with uh, the Whiskey Town Warriors and there's a little bit of uh, information about our barbecue sauce, which was another idea that, you know, I talked to Jimmy about one day, hey, I want to do my own line of food. And he's like, you're an idiot. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know how Jimmy was. He's like, yeah, get, get a grip, buddy. But, um, it, you know, this is, this is a dream for me. But at the same time, guys, this is the type of thing Jimmy asked me to put together for him. And we're going to start here. But what we're going to end in my goal in five years is I want to come back here. And like I said, I want to sell that stadium out. And we're going to do some amazing things. And we're going to do it with this community because this community needs somebody to be a leader right now. And this country needs some leadership. Absolutely. And I learned, I learned so much in Las Vegas about how to entertain people. But there's a lot of people struggling with mental wellness. Jimmy had, and this is tough for me to talk about, guys, because not a lot of people know this. But Jimmy had the biggest heart, but he was so kind. And it was so hard to see how he passed by himself alone in that room. And knowing how much family runs meant to him. And so that's what drove me through. You know, my tough times was, was the, uh, the commitment I made to Jim. So this is to honor him. If you want information, go to ilovewhiskeytown.com. And, uh, man, just come up and say hi at the show. We're going to have a lot of great people there. We're going to have veterans there. We're going to be honoring veterans at the end of the show. And uh, I just want to kick it off, guys, and take it national. That's the goal. That's great, Tom. And, you know, hey, uh, it's a wonderful thing, the memory of Jimmy. And there's several other South Alabama players that, that have passed, and yeah. we're going to honor them as well. So, I would so, love so, if we could get. I, I would love if we could get Ricky work on this. Can we get Wes out for the night? Can we get? <laughs> I'll get him upstairs. <laughs> we'll VIP is out. If, if Wes Ward came to this show, Wes and I are buddies too. If you can get Wes to that show, I'll tell you what. Y'all tell Wes, and this is reaching out to the whole Ward family because I love all you guys. I just saw Turner not too long ago. I'm going to be streaming this thing live on YouTube and Facebook. So I want you guys to tell Wes I'm giving him a shout-out during the show. Get everybody watching. If they can't make it, they can go online and make a donation during the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this into a Jerry Lewis telethon online. Every show I do, we're going to stream it. We're going to raise money. Y'all tell Wes that I'm going to give him a shout-out if he can watch the show, okay? <laughs> and I'm going to do that because I love Wes and what he's been through and what you know he went through and what he's fighting for is, is what we stand for as Jaguars, right, and what we stand for as, as Patriots and Americans. So... That's what I'm here to do, guys. It's it's my time to turn something upside down, and it's, it's Jimmy's time to be honored. So let's go. That's a great thing, Tom. Thanks for all that information and all that heartfelt feeling about our buddy Jimmy Francia. He's a, he's a brother to all of us. And thanks again yep. for coming on, and you, you delivered a lot of good information, buddy. Thanks, man. Ricky, great to talk to you again, buddy. Well, I'm glad um, we got to talk. It was it's been a while. Y'all come see the show. Like I said, it's going to be something amazing. I got some, some surprises in store that not been seen at a lot theater before. So come see the show if you can. It's going to be a Vegas-style show. It's going to be great. So thank you, guys. Good night. All right, TK. All right, thank you. Thank All right, you. buddy. All right, man. Bye. Okay, Ricky, I'm in conclusion with this, and talk about Jimmy for just a second. We're going to try to get David down here. I've tried to get him before, but he hadn't been able to, to get down here with his job. I'll and, call him. And – but I want to get David down here and and kind of relive Jimmy and and the things that Jimmy's done and you know for the community and for baseball and and David uh, I remember David when he was four years old when Jimmy 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 was a senior I was a so, uh, junior and David David had a look in his eye and Jimmy worked with David and worked with David and worked with David and I knew David was going places and he did the same thing with his son. Dominic and and everybody that he coached, he was just that kind of guy. But 
his love for the game and love for people, he was like a brother to me. And and I miss Jimmy Francia just like everybody. And and I'm, I'm glad that we were able to honor him tonight with talking to Tom and living reliving that memory and talking with Bernie Carbo the way we did earlier tonight. It's been a, a, a our, our producer Nick Wiggins is is, is stuck He's in there asleep. with us. <laughs> Thank you, Nick, for hanging with us, man, and letting us go, go overboard like this with with the time. But it was all important and. And everybody, all the listeners, I hope we didn't run y'all off because this is serious stuff. This is good baseball stuff because we are a mobile baseball connection. And continue to work, listen to the, the batter's box on WNSP Now with Joey Warner and Ricky Patterson. And, Ricky, any last words? No. That was an <laughs> unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable night. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for, for dropping in on us and continue to come back. And uh, we're signing out. Mm-hmm.